Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to The Haunted Estate. We hope you enjoy your stay, but you won't be getting much rest because our ghosts haunt more than just these hallways. Hello, my beautiful people. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Currently, I am full of rage. I just recorded what I would consider one of my best podcasts yet, and guess what happened? It just auto-deleted and, uh, everything. Yeah. I lost everything. Along with that, I am dealing with horrific microphone issues. Continue the saga. Unfortunately, the mic that I want is $180. And yeah, that's $180. So, mm-hmm. Guess we'll be making this work for for a little while. I know there's lots of podcasts out there that make money, but I don't. <laughs> if you guys ever want any donations sent in to me, greatly appreciate it. My email is selena at thehauntedestate.com. So, since I'm redoing this all again, let's start from the beginning. I started with, hey guys, how are you? Um, please go to iTunes, rate and review us. That's what gets us out there and notice to the general public. Also, I want to say lots of great feedback about the last episode. So much love from you guys. Appreciate it so much. If you guys want to call and record your own ghost story, you can do that. Don't have to talk to me. You go straight to recorder. The phone number is one eight seven seven two six zero three four two eight. Again, one eight seven seven two six zero three four two eight. And please follow me on Snapchat. That's Selena's Life. C E L I N A L I. Nope, that's wrong. C E L I N A S L I F E. So follow me on there. We'll have a great time. Anyways, guys, I had decided that this week's episode was going to be a little different haunting in another way i guess you could say today we're going to be talking about unidentified people there's a couple stories that have truly stuck with me i guess you could say for years almost decades really you hear of people just coming up and being gone and 
everyone searching for answers across the globe for who they are and where they came from. And it blows my mind that people can just fall off the radar. Nobody knows who they are. No one left that loves them enough to track them down. The first one is probably my biggest question. The one that has stayed with me the longest and made me question the most. This unidentified woman committed suicide December 18th, 1996. She left two $50 bills, one for the coroner and one for the cemetery with the same typed note. Deceased by own hand, prefer no autopsy. Please order cremation with funds provided. Thank you, Jane Doe. She was located inside Pleasant Valley Memorial Park, a small cemetery in Annandale, Virginia. There was a clear plastic sheet on the ground. Next to the sheet was an eight-inch Christmas tree, adorned with gold balls and ribbons. In addition to drinking brandy, she had a 0.14 alcohol level. And swallowing Valium, the victim had two empty juice bottles and a new roll of masking tape in her knapsack. She had no receipts in her pockets to enable the police to trace her movements. In her backpack, she also had a Jeff Foxworthy, you might be a redneck cassette, and a Monty Python and the Holy Grail tape. She had a portable tape player, the headphones over her ears, and had listened to a recording of the comedian Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner doing their 2,000-year-old man routine. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. She had placed a plastic bag over her head and tied it off with tape. This made her suffocate. The site she chose, Pleasant Valley, probably would not be known to a drifter. She lay down near the section of the cemetery where infants are buried but not near any particular grave. And most of the stones were fairly recent. Nearly all the clothing was the brand Classiques Antier, an upscale brand sold primarily at Nordstrom's and Saks Fifth Avenue. I've always found it strange how someone who was apparently well off 
and had given birth at least once in the past can remain anonymous for so long. It seems like she would have left behind children or friends or neighbors who would be wondering where she is or at least an empty house. It's possible she had no surviving children considering she chose to commit suicide where infants are buried. Given that, she was roughly 60. It's safe to assume her children would have been born at least 20 years prior. Also odd how cheery she seemed to try to make her death. The Christmas tree. The comedy tapes. Etc. When you follow the link, we can find more facts about her. Here is also a note that she had with her. Now I lay me down to sleep, soon to drift the internal deep. And though I die and shall not wake, sleep sweeter will be then this life I forsake. Here are some of her identifiers. Estimated age, 50 to 70. Race, white. Gender, female. Height, five foot, weight, 157, hair color, auburn or red, eye color, unknown. With the pictures, you get to see the things that were with her. Along with them is that Christmas tree, some gold rings, a beige watch, a gray backpack, tapes, glasses, This one is always, <coughs> sorry, I still have that crazy gold. This one is always really stuck with me and I've thought about it so often and it always just blows my mind that someone can be so prevalent it seems and to also just be put away somewhere, you know? The next one that stuck with me is one that just sounds like such a tragedy. Just someone who wasn't living their best life, got caught up in the action, and didn't make it through. Probably lived a really rough younger life, which made them have to run to the life that they were living. And that is the El Dorado Jane Doe. On July 9th, 1991... A blonde woman was found beaten and shot to death in her room at the Whitehall Motel in El Dorado, Arkansas. Her ID said her name was Cheryl Ann Wick, but investigators soon discovered she had stolen this identity from another Cheryl N. Wick in Minneapolis, who was alive and, well, she did not know the victim. The blonde had been murdered by her boyfriend, James Roy McElfin, who served 12 years in prison for the crime, but could not shed any light on her real identity. The woman was known to have resided in Dallas, Houston, Shreveport, and Little Rock before she arrived in El Dorado, and also told friends she was originally from Florida. In addition to Cheryl Ann Wick, she also went under the aliases Kelly Lee Carr, Shannon Wiley, 
and Mercedes. She had worked as a prostitute and topless dancer, had been arrested on numerous occasions for prostitution and writing bad checks. She was possibly wanted for a bank robbery in Virginia. She also had a Bible in her possession, which included names from a family she had lived with for a while. In spite of all these leads, no one was ever able to uncover her true identity. Looking at the picture of her, she just looks like this really beautiful young blonde. And some facts that aren't posed here are that she had given birth, in her, even though she was in her young 20s. And I don't know, it always gets me with kids and mothers for them to just not be around. And I wonder the life she lived growing up and how she got to where she got to. I guess you could say it is haunting. Our next story is that of Tanya Don Tadlock, killed in an accident in Oklahoma in April of 1990. The case of Tanya Don Tadlock is the most convoluted unidentified body cases in history. After her death in a car accident, it was determined that Tanya had also gone by the names of Shannon Marshall and Suzanne Davis, though these were not her names either. It believes that she was kidnapped and raised as the daughter of sociopath Franklin Floyd, aka Charles Hughes, in 1989. She gave birth to a son, Michael Hughes, through DNA tests later determined by Floyd was not the father. They were married the next year. After she passed away, Floyd was the prime suspect and Michael was placed in foster care. In 1994, Floyd kidnapped him, but he was captured. Michael has never been found. Mystery also surrounds the true identity of Tanya Dodd Tadlock, Sharon Marshall, Suzanne Davis, where she came from, and who she really was, that may never be discovered. So that's a curious one. It's strange the names are given at birth are like our first names, the ones that tie us closest to home. To think of her life being kidnapped, forced to go by different names, and having a child, and living this secret, convoluted life, It just goes to prove you don't know your neighbors, what they've been through, what they might be hiding. Might close your window and lock it tonight, won't you? Last but not least is a grouping. The Bearbrook Murders. In 1985, a hunter out in New Hampshire's Bearbrook State Park made a shocking discovery he found the bodies of a woman in her mid-twenties to early thirties and a young girl, both beaten, wrapped in plastic, and stuffed into a metal drum. Police were unable to identify the two victims, and the case went cold. In May 2000, a detective had decided to reopen the case and visit the crime scene. To everyone's horror, two more bodies were found 
about 300 feet away from the first two victims. They too were concealed in a metal drum, and while their cause of death was undetermined, it did date back to the same time period as the first two victims. They were much younger than the first child. One was between two and four, and the other was only one to three years old. DNA testing concluded that the two other children were maternally related to the woman. The third could have been a paternal half-sister or a cousin of the children. The identities of the family remain unknown. There was nothing in the database to link the girls to a father, a missing persons report, or any other family members. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This picture is crazy to look at because they obviously make sketches of what these people look like. And it just looks like such a beautiful family. A blonde woman and her three blonde possible children. You also wonder, where were they in life that nobody missed them? Who took them, if taken? Where did they run from? Next up isn't an identified person, but it is an unidentified killer. The Oakland County Child Killer, to be exact. Known as the babysitter, this unidentified serial killer is known to have murdered at least four children, possibly more, between 1976 and 1977. Two boys and two girls went missing from their Oakland County communities northwest of Detroit, Michigan, and all were dead within 19 days. Their bodies were disposed of in similar ways in clear public view. Strangulation and shotguns were used to kill the children, several of whom were sexually assaulted before they were murdered. Most of the children disappeared on their way to a specific location. One victim, a 12-year-old girl, allegedly had plans to run away on her bike. The autopsy of another, an 11-year-old boy named Timothy King, who disappeared one night after going to a drugstore to buy candy, provided perhaps the most disturbing detail of his final hours. In a desperate plea to get their son back, the parents of King turned to the media. His mother wrote in open and expressed hope for his return, for the promise of his favorite food, Kentucky Fried Chicken. After the, body's, after the boy's body was found in a ditch, a coroner determined the cause of death was strangulation, but also found that the young boy had eaten KFC before his death. A task, force was, a task force was informed to find the killer, and several suspects were identified. They included a man who called himself Alan, and who admitted 
in a letter sent to the task force psychiatrist that he had scouted out children with his roommate. The killer he called Frank. The psychiatrist was able to get the mysterious writer to agree to meet after confirming the alleged accomplice would get immunity. But Alan never showed up for their meeting in 1978. The task was disbanded. The killer remains unidentified. Although internet sleuths have a number of theories about the killings. One more haunting case is of the Springfield Three. Cheryl Levette, age 47, Susie Streeter, age 19, and Stacy McCall, age 18. Three women mysteriously vanished from a home in Springfield, Missouri, sometime between, sometime between the night of June 6th and morning of June 7th, 1992. After a night of graduation party hopping, 19-year-old Suzanne Streeter, 18-year-old Stacy McCall, headed to a friend's to crash. After deciding it was too crowded, the two returned to Streeter's house, where her mother, Cheryl Elizabeth Levette, waited. When friends stopped by early in the morning to pick up the girls for a planned water park trip, all three women were gone. Everything in the house was seemingly untouched. Purses, keys, neatly folded clothing. The single thing out of place was a broken glass lampshade for the porch light, which the boyfriend of one of the streeter's friends swept away. In December of 1992, an anonymous tipster phoned the America's Most Wanted hotline, claiming they had information about the potential unsolved murders. The caller promptly hung up, before they were transferred to authorities. In 1997, an impoverished convicted kidnapper, robber, and Florida murderer suspect, Robert Craig Cox, told journalists the women had been murdered and buried, never to be recovered. However, there were inconsistencies in his claims that made it difficult to determine if he was, if he was providing false statements. Investigators also received a tip claiming the women were buried under the foundation of a local hospital parking lot. When a crime reporter and mechanical engineer scanned a corner of the lot with ground-penetrating radar, they found the presence of three ugh, anomalies consistent with a gravesite location. Springfield Police Department had stated that, because the scans were not conclusive, digging up the concrete was not justified. That always makes me frustrated. That there are three people. Three. Not that one would be any less. But there's three people. And in the corner, there's three anomalies, which could absolutely be these women. And for you to just leave them there. That's always bothered me. I always question such a silent thing to think about. It's like, what do I say next? Three women. How do they all go missing? Nothing out of place. Did they know the person? Did they trust the person? Was it a family member or possibly a friend 
You never know. As you all know, if you've listened to the chapter of my book, I had a bit of a situation with a murderer in our town who I ended up having to testify against. And now I've just become so obsessed with it and I know that it's something that doesn't happen often. But I'm always looking over my shoulder and I always have a knife beside my bed and I'm always nervous, I guess you could say. Because sometimes lightning strikes twice. Remember that in your life. Never take it for granted. Things happen to people. Crazy things that can't be explained. So many things. Accidents. Missing people. Unidentified people. Break-ins. Illness. So many things happen without a warning, without a question. But we live on, and the world spins. And tomorrow is always a new day. We don't know what'll happen, but we'll be there. And that's one thing to also remember if you're having a hard time, that tomorrow is always a new day. The sun will shine. There'll be new opportunities. What happened yesterday will be yesterday. Time heals all. You'll be okay. I'll be okay. We'll all be okay. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more like this, let me know. I hope that you all enjoy this nice weather that we've been getting. And I hope to be back and hear from you guys soon. Don't forget to check out our new website, thehauntedestate.com. Have a fantastic, fantastic week, guys. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.